0: Hello, uh, welcome to Uncommunity episode 3 of the interview and today we have Charlie Ward of uh, Weekend Club. Uh, Charlie, welcome uh, to the show. Um, So excited to uh, have you here. Please, uh, why don't you like uh, start with yourself. Uh, Who are you and what is Weekend Club and what is your role there and yeah, how how it came all together, how it all started. Let's let's just start from there.
1: Cool. Yeah. Thanks, Mohammed. Thanks for having me on. Much appreciated. So, um, yes, yeah, so I'm Charlie Ward. So I'm the founder of Weekend Club. Um, I'm based I'm based in London, but you know we we're a community. There's members uh, all over the world now. Um, so do you want me to start with like kind of how Weekend Club started, Then we'll get a bit more into that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that makes sense. Let's just uh, let's hear the story of. How it all happened uh, i think that's very important
1: yeah sure so it all starts about two years ago um so i started a monthly indie hackers meetup in london called indie beers um, so for those that don't know indie hackers is a popular online community of uh boot bootstrappers and um kind of solo entrepreneurs and that kind of thing there's a bit of a kind of SaaS and technology focus, but there's also lots of, you know, people building uh, productized services and communities. So it's not just uh, developers necessarily. Um, so um, I got very interested in this. And um, there was a meetup called Indie London, but it was it was only every three or four months. And it was kind of like a, you know, big meetup with speakers and stuff. But I was like oh i kind of just want to just go to the pub and just um you know meet people regularly so i just started indie beers uh, it was just very simple it was every month we didn't have any speakers or anything and we just go to the pub and just kind of chat about products and what we're working on and stuff and then so that started to get um fairly popular so after about i did like i did it every month pretty much for a year and we got to about we had about 500 meetup members and we um start to build a, build a mailing list so probably had like 150, 200 people in there. So not like massive, but you know, it's not, it's not like the biggest scene on earth, but um, starting to build an audience actually turned out to be useful later on when I wanted to launch weekend club. So about a year in, um, I'd had a few conversations with different members. Um, but one thing that kept coming up was people said they want to kind of not just like meet at the pub, but maybe like kind of work with other um, indie hackers or bootstrappers a bit more directly mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't even necessarily like work them as a co-founder but just like be in the same space of where you're working on stuff and can like share like share notes and what you're working on and that kind of thing so um, the pivotal moment was a conversation with um, um, a friend uh, Wilhelm Klopp so he uh, is the founder of Poll. it's a, a slack plugin for posting polls which is a uh, really cool and um, he basically, he basically, I was like, kind of, what you know, I'm like really enjoying doing this, but um, and I just did it for fun, honestly. Indie beers. Um, I was like, I was thinking, I was like, you know, what else could could we do? Like, what would be interesting for you that we could do with indie beers? He basically said, oh, I would like to work with kind of, um, you know, other bootstrappers and indie hackers, even just like irregular, you know, not like necessarily all the time, but like maybe even semi regularly. And so basically, I came up with a format which was to do. Um, um on saturdays we would run co-working sessions with a bunch of other um, indie hackers in london um and we kind of took it from there um so that's how that's how originally how it came about so it wasn't remote like it is now it was like in person in um, a co-working space um and that was quite interesting so like i went through a kind of typical like bootstrapper like approach to validating it so um i had a couple more conversations with people with them um, I, I just threw up a landing page and i just posted it on um you know on my twitter and indie hackers and stuff to see if anyone would sign up like if anyone would be interested and yeah like i got them um, got a bunch of um sign-ups and uh, people interested um i then managed to find a co-working space um, i emailed a few places but um shout out uh, ben davies at ministry of startups it's a uh, co-working space in east london and Whitechapel. Uh, It's really good. It's really good value, actually. Um, And he called me back within, like, 60 seconds, me emailing him, saying, sounds cool, let's do it. (laughs) It was honestly, like, way... It's one of those things you're, like, this is just, like, meant to come together, because, like, everything kind of just, like, was, you know, not every project I've ever worked on, like, has been easy or has gone well, but everything seems to just go well, like, at each stage with this, Mm -hmm. which is, like, unusual (laughs) for me, anyway. Um, And, yeah, we just ran the trial session at first. So, you know, the steps were will anyone sign up on email to like that they're interested then it was will anyone turn up and luckily they did turn up so it was like good 20 people or so so it was, it was full I think it's not a huge space so that was good um and the way we ran it is actually very similar to how we run the Saturday sessions now so it's like a one-day sprint so you know like you know like in technology teams you work in like scrum teams so you work in sprints of, and you have like You have a morning stand-up, and you have a review at the end of the sprint. We kind of did that, but in one day. So we all just kind of were saying, like, everyone was introduced themselves, what they're working on today, what their project is, what they're trying to get done today, basically. It was a good way for people to get to know each other and understand, like, what they're trying to get done, basically. And um, at lunch, everyone just grabs lunch and, you know, has a chat about whatever they're working on. At the end of the day, we had a demo, so everyone presents what they got done that day or what they're working on. it was just really fun. It had just like a really like kind of magic feeling to it, um and so I was like, okay, like people seem to enjoy it. I sent a survey out to get a bit more feedback, and um, the next is like, will anyone pay for it? So people, people sign up to a website. People turned up. People seem to enjoy it, but now it's like, okay, will people pay for it? So I put together. um So yeah, I created a Stripe account, <laughs> as you do in these situations. I worked out a kind of like, okay, we'll do it twice a month in this space. Um, we also had a Slack as well, but the Slack was like an afterthought originally. Like originally it was just like, okay, we might as well have a Slack because we're all in the, the co-working space, you know, like you do in a, a regular team. Um, yeah, luckily like a bunch of people signed up. So I got about 15 signups after the first month. I was like, okay, this is an actual business. Um, so, so yeah, I was, just kind of, I was running that and growing it and developing it. Um, and you know, I, I, I actually do have a, a full time job, like oh, even okay. now. Um, so you know, it was kind of outside that, and I was still running indie beers as well, by the way. So you know, I was still doing my my meetups for indie beers and stuff. Um, yeah, and that was the original version, um, actually. And um, I think almost everyone who was there at the beginning is actually still with us. Um, that's almost-
0: that's a high, uh, like I guess retention people call it, like people are still there. Uh, people who joined in the first cohort I mean kind of you measure on these uh, kind of different terminologies and people are still there I mean that's a, that's a great thing to hear actually like I think uh, people who uh, joined in the beginning and are still there I mean that's a very good validation uh, for. I guess it's for anyone who is running things like that uh, because yeah. these are your people these are your kind of uh, like they want to be with you on what you do uh, mm. which is which is very helpful for anyone who is starting out uh or or uh like uh like if anyone is even starting out right like i think that's it's very much uh of a kind of a opportunity for them to find that those people uh by pre uh by providing and creating value uh mm. on and on uh so i think that's what you did for like uh by running these offline events and then uh, on a uh, like uh, meeting people in the co-working spaces, uh, I'm sure these people would have like found it very helpful, um, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, I think it was also helpful that in London there was quite um, there's quite a good like bootstrapper community. Like, I think there was a, a study recently, um, and I think London's maybe one of the number one cities on earth in terms of the number of um bootstraps entrepreneurs kind of thing which like fits in well with indie hackers and you know i've heard that in london's one of those active indie hacker cities in the world you know it's like more active than say new york which you know you might expect you know to be more active than london um and through uh, one thing i'd say is like you know in starting a, a community like i think it is a bit easier to start a there's some things are easier about an in-person community. Some things are easier like online, but I think my experience, it's easier for people to build relationships like when they meet in person, like it's just faster. It's a more of a natural thing. Whereas remote, it's like, you know, you can more quickly get to a large community, but it's a bit harder to actually build the connections between people. It takes a bit more effort and a bit more time from what I've seen. But yeah, you know, it was good that we had that um, early community from indie beers. So like a lot of people already knew each other from indie beers, and also another meetup called Indie London, which we later merged with indie beers. That's a, another story. Um, and so you know that that meant that it wasn't because there were pre-existing relationships. It didn't take as long to kind of build that community as maybe it would have. I think.
0: Yeah. Right. 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 Uh, so uh, Charlie, like, uh, uh, like. I guess I've been following you for kind of a couple of months now. I love what you do. Uh, it's a pretty good uh, thing that you have done started. So tell me this, like I would love to know, like, uh, so you can, uh, converted from uh, offline only meetups or offline only events and now you're completely online i mean thanks i mean not thanks but like it all happened due to covid and other 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 things right so uh, mm-hmm. if like if if someone is starting today right uh, they can't do an offline e- event even if they want to right because mm-hmm. you can't meet you can't meet you can't meet people right now uh, in a in a group so what are the what are the like suggestions or kind of thing like what what, what would you do to kind of do that shift so that you have an active online mm. thriving community.
1: Yeah. So I think the fact that people had like, you know, met in person a lot, you know, meant that it was easier for me than, you know, for some, you know, I think that was slightly easier than having, than creating one from scratch, um, completely remote, um, potentially. But the, yeah, the way we, we did it was, um, I mean, when it was like in March time and I realized, okay, this is not going to work, in co-working spaces anymore. And I, I don't know how long, you know the situation's going to last, so I was like, okay, should I just quit? Should I just shut it down? Um, <laughs> but I, d- I thought, you know what, actually, I enjoyed doing this too much, you know, and it'd be a disservice to my members who enjoyed it to do that as well. So I was like, okay, I'm going to give this a shot and do it remote. Um, and one thing, one I think, a, what the big one of the big lessons is like, you can't just take like an f- uh, offline experience and just dump it online exactly the same and expect it to work like you need to rethink it it doesn't mean you have to change everything but you do need to rethink it from the ground up a little bit um and it's also helpful to think like there are some advantages of being remote rather than in person um there's some things you'll never that i don't think you'll ever get remote like you can get in person like it say like a good example is like at lunchtime for like unorganized conversation like at lunchtime when you're a co-working space like you don't need to really manage it everyone just like has a chat get some food has some coffee and just manages to you know have a good time and meet people but like it's very hard to replicate that online like we actually tried at the beginning we were just like a bunch of us would <laughs> get i know like get on a zoom and there was like no like structure to it and it's it actually doesn't just doesn't work as well like you know i'm so we worked out that there's, okay, we have to like think of this a bit more to make it work basically. Um, so yeah, first of all, I would say just like, you know, be deliberate in how, how, in how you organize it and like don't just dump an offline experience online. Um, it needs a bit more, say you're having like Zoom discussions, it needs a lot more kind of cultivating and management by the community leader. So for example, instead of just us, we all get on a Zoom, that launched the chat we'll have like a specific conversation topic whether it's like you know note taking or um how to talk to users or you know stuff that's relevant to the community but and you know people will be prepared before because they will know in advance that that's what it's about and i will like kind of prepare a bit and guide the conversation and that kind of thing and it works so much better than like just you know everyone just jump on a zoom kind of thing um like another thing I realized we could do is like one thing we couldn't really do in when it's in person is it's quite it was quite difficult to um like if we wanted to get guests in to do a q and a you know like expert guests like getting them there in person like wouldn't be that easy or sustainable but when we when you're all remote, you can all jump on a zoom and do a q and a like we did one today. Um, with a with a bootshopper called uh, James Berry, he's got really cool products and Depop Sales Bot and you know we're able to just have a really good interactive Q and A, and it's like easy, it's pretty easy to set up. Um, so you know there's some advantages to um, to it as well. Um, so yeah, another I'll say another thing is like you know in setting up like a remote community is like be quite mindful about what tool you're using, um, as in like are you going to use um, Slack or circle or discourse or whatever you're going to use because there are the kind of there are advantages and disadvantages to each of them i don't think any of them's perfect like it depends on your community like what they need so like for example like i know if there's a bunch of communities that um, are doing well with circle for example which is a good product yeah but um it doesn't really work for weekend club and the reason why is that um it works very well it's like good for asynchronous communication it's kind of like a forum but because Weekend Club is about like um, it's like live event-based, so we still do the Saturday co-working station sessions, but we do them remotely uh, over Zoom and Slack. And there's a big lot of a lot of it's about like real-time messaging and like you know someone shares something, someone comments, someone leaves an emoji on the comment. It's very like fast and interactive kind of thing. And so Slack's actually the best tool for that. Like it's the best one. It's it's better than Discord even. And the good thing is for my audience, you know, they were quite technology, technologists kind of thing, you know, working tech or marketing or uh, content. Um, and they all have Slack pre-installed on their desktop as well. So, you know, yeah. like I know that everyone's going to have it on their desktop. And so, it, you know, it, it tends to work and it's not perfect. It's like the messaging history thing where you have to pay to remove the messaging history is, is annoying. But the kind of strengths outweigh the weaknesses for me yeah so those those are kind of some things i would like suggest thinking about in like you know making a remote community apart from that it's just you know there are some differences but like the basics of creating a community like are probably the same whether it's online or offline i'd say
0: yeah yeah uh i think i, I think you uh, like it was a great point right like regarding the platforms and the tools like it's i mean like i mean i mean you see tons of internet on internet resources or kind of, uh, you know, people talking about what tools do I use, right? I yeah. think that's not right. Uh, I mean, they should think about why why I need to use that tool particular, in particular, right? Now, yeah. now, for someone like you, Slack is a good way because you, like, it's real-time conversations happening, right? And for some some other communities could be, you know, like, I need to... I don't need a real-time conversations. It's asynchronous is good. So I can use any kind of Discord forum or a, or a circle, right? Which is kind of a good product. Uh, but then again, uh, like, uh, like we need to kind of make sure that uh, like, uh, like uh, people, uh, it's, it's the people, right? Uh, at the end of it is the people. Like you have to have that kind of uh, like audience around you. Uh, who would go to what platform? You choose ju- like never mind. Like what platform did you choose? I'm okay with it. I, if you choose Slack, I'm okay. If you choose Discord, I'm okay, right? But but mm-hmm. you have it's that time frame. You have to. Uh, it's it's a it's a hard time. Uh, it 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 is like it is hard. It is not easy to build a community. Like you have to be in that space. You have to know those people. You have to know why are you doing what are you doing, right? And then you get to you get to decide what, what platform. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah uh, okay. Let's, that's, uh, was good, good thing. Right. Uh, and, in, and, 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 and even who I talk to also, I, 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 I mean, I, when I speak to them, I, I, I explain the same things. Um, mm. uh, like let's not go with a platform first. Let's, let's, let's kind of find out why the community, what you want to build? It?
1: Oh yeah, I totally agree. So yeah, you know, um, what I was saying before, I say it's more about just like how to like, think about remote versus, um, um, so how to think about like online community building versus, um, offline. But yeah, for sure. There's like the tool you use is like, not the first thing you should think about. Absolutely. The first, I mean, the first thing you should think about is simply who we, who is your community for, and um like what the purpose of it is kind of thing like i don't think i think if you haven't got those things right then the rest of it probably doesn't matter but yeah those the, you know the tools and stuff are some other stuff to think about yeah
0: yeah uh so uh, charlie i think uh, like i would like to know uh like I, i'm 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 not sure if you can share the numbers so i like it would be very interesting to know like how many people are there in the community right now and then my next question is uh uh so i've i've read your blog post and stuff uh i've seen your inter, uh, like uh, webinar or a session uh, mm. so you you speak about, like you talk about engagement and i would like like it be very interesting to kind of know what are the ticks uh, like trips uh tricks that you have done to kind of get these members engaged uh, in your community
1: yeah um so yeah the tips to get people engaging so um yes yeah, so there's there's a few things i mean first of all if, you know if you're leading a community or you're a community manager um especially like this is especially true like early on in the community but like you know you kind of lead by example at first so you need to be active and you need to be on your community every day like at least once a day like if not more um and like make sure that no one has like if someone posts, you need to make sure they're getting a response, whether it's you responding or you like tag someone else, say, hey, like, you know, like Jackie knows about this, like what do you think? You need to be kind of facilitating like that they get answered. Cause if someone say if you start a new community, so you join a new community and you post three times and you don't get an answer those three times, you're probably not gonna go back anymore again yeah. in my opinion and so especially early on you need to make sure like it's quite basic but you need to make sure people are getting responses they like want to interact and engage and you know if they do that and they get a good response they're going to come back again so you need to make sure um like that's happening like that that's important um you know people engage more when the community is right for them and that you need to make sure you understand your your members like really well and understand like what they want and what like why they've joined this community so for example at weekend club i know that it's bootstrappers who are looking for like a support network um, and accountability to to get more done so i know that they're looking for um you know feedback if they post some work for example they're looking for like you know sometimes they'll ask a question they need help with something they want an answer on something Sometimes they just want to vent and say, oh, like this thing goes so well and like kind of have a chat with someone about it. And sometimes they just want to see what other people are working on at the time. So, you know, I think of those kind of like main, like use cases or reasons they join and just you can design the community around that. So like, you know, an underrated thing, I think is like the setup of your like products are so, like on Slack, like you should think a lot about what your different Slack channels are for and how many you have, like, Depending on like you know what your community is, so for example, we have like a, a ship's channel where people post updates on what they're working on, and that helps for accountability and for transparency. Yep. Um, but you know people also want to ra- to like meet people like um, randomly. So we have like a channel called Coffee Club, and we'll randomly intro you to someone every couple of weeks. So you know we'll, the first thing is to understand what your community wants from the community. And then you can design the experience um, around that Um, one other thing that really helps is having like kind of like repeated like ceremonies i want to say ceremony or like you know like like things that happen regularly like every week or month or whatever it is that people keep coming back to which gives reminds people and like give them a reason to engage so um you know, little, back to a little bit about um, weekend clubs. So, like, we still run the Saturday remote co-working sessions. And, it, yeah, it's like a, like I said, it's like a, like a one-day sprint. Um, and But pe- it's every week. People don't have to come every week now. Um, but they know that that's something they can turn up to and they can engage. So they post what they're working on. They meet other people. They share their work, that kind of thing. Um, and every Monday, we just do, like, a weekly update on what we're working on and how, how things are going. So that's like another kind of reason that people um come back they think okay it's monday it's time to like post my update kind of thing so yeah thinking about like what kind of like similar like events or ceremonies relevant for your community There could be those like kind of reminders of like oh yeah i need to like go and do this or say this or whatever yeah so those are those are a few things that like i definitely find work um but you know also just building real relationships with people if like ultimately like you know if if people are part of a community for long enough they're going to like build relate they're going to become friends and stuff and yeah. once you get to that if you can get to that stage then it's much easier because people just go on it's like a group chat it's like you know a group chat on whatsapp at that point and then you know they need to, people need less prompting it's just like more natural like on weekend club now like you can see analytics of um, the posts that were in public channels versus direct messages, and a lot of like a big proportions in direct messages now. So it's stuff that I can't even see, but I know it's happening beneath yeah. the surface. So that's like you know something that's uh, it's one thing to get there, but then you need to maintain that. So that's you know I'm trying to maintain that <laughs> basically.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. I think yeah. Uh, uh, I love the like the way that uh, you are kind of trying to make that. Uh, recurring events, uh, I believe, right? Like on Sa- like Saturdays, like remote working Saturdays. So it's like a uh, like uh, I- I'm sure you have seen, notice this on social media of a brands. Like they have these throwback Thursdays, uh, kind of like every Thursday they kind of post something uh, old and something which is related to very new and that product, right? And then you have these thousands of comments on those posts, which is kind of engagement. For that brand because uh, they have figured out okay maybe this is going to be this is going to help us with uh, engagement right so people are coming yeah. back and back again and another example for like a leadership right uh, a community leader should be uh, be that person who people are other people look up to your members look up to because of what you are, have been doing and and uh, one of the examples so I was listening to this other other podcast right. Uh, and they mentioned Ryan Hoover, the the founder of Product Hunt, right? He, mm. he like he replies to like launches on Product Hunt early in the morning, right? That uh, and every co- like every new products that he launched. Yeah, and till today, I've I like I've kind of noticed he still hunts the products, right? Mm. And that is something very interesting. Like if you want to build a community, you have to be that person who uh, again and again. Uh, uh, comes in front of the people uh talk to people like a normal human being right like helping out and kind of understanding what what they what your members or what your community needs and that's very 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 interesting uh so uh i think uh just just sticking from that uh you have you have grown the community and like uh, for mem like uh, a lot of members and you have been trying to do things so that you engage the community right and uh, uh, so uh, I like what are the like uh, like today like uh, I mean so the, So I, I think we have been talking about uh, what you did in the past so uh, what's happening today what's happening to the weekend club how are you growing on a like what's your user acquisition how are you growing on a day-to-day basis and I, I've seen you are uh, I think you mentioned something around 2,000 or 2,500 euros per run rate. Oh, no, no, no that was another one,
1: I think uh, we're not, we're not quite on there yet. Um, but yeah, we make about, um, our monthly recurring revenue is about $800 uh, right now. Um, yeah, we've got about, um, 32 paying subscribers at the moment. Um, so our retention is very low. So we, sorry, our retention is very high. Our churns very low. Um, okay. so no one's churned in about four months now or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that's good. So like, you know, in like, any kind of subscription based products like you know before you focus too much on growth i think it's important to like sort your your community experience and retention out because if you focus on growth and but you've got poor retention then it's not very efficient Uh,
0: you're i am not able to hear you uh, just pause. Okay. yeah 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 uh, i think i can hear you now
1: okay what do you want to do do you want me to just carry on
0: yeah just yeah i had paused the recording so let's just let's just continue
1: yeah no worries um yeah so um you know i think it's important to focus on retention and the community experience before you focus on growth too much because you know if you're focusing on growth but you've got like lots of churn you know you'll be gaining one person but you'll be losing one person so it's more efficient to first fix your um retention so no one's leaving or the numbers are very low and then focus on growth after that and it's just it's just a a much better way to do it so um so this year i was kind of focused on like i mean it was from march april kind of pivoting weekend clubs remotes and like you know there's lots of there's lots of went into that from you know this making it making it weekly rather than twice a month um mm-hmm. opening up to people all over the world so we've got people not just in the UK now but you know Australia the USA uh Greece uh place places like that um adding all the discounts um so yeah quite a lot of effort was um spent on that um and now we've got to the point where okay um it's going well um retention's good i'm now starting to focus more on growth so that's only been in the last like few weeks i started to focus on that a bit more but like what's worked for us so far is like um we were like an audience first co- it's kind of like an audience first company so we started out with the indie beers newsletter which had a couple of hundred people and um i've actually reached about two months ago i merged the indie beers meetup with um indie london um so that's um so that's now one thing now. So I now run Indie London as well as Weekend Clubs. So indie London is um, London's largest indie hackers community. So we've got Slack of 400 people. We've got uh, uh, about 550 people in the mailing lists. So that's like quite a big channel for us. So, yep. you know, we use that and we use the, um, you know, the event listings, and that sort of thing. And it really helps with SEO as well, actually. Um, something that's interesting, if you have a backlink from meetup.com or hop in they have really strong these are really strong backlinks like Mm -hmm. you can actually it actually work it works Mm -hmm. pretty well so yeah that's actually one of the main things um i also post indie hackers milestones because most of my audience is obviously on indie hackers so um, i post a milestone every month or so um and usually sends a couple of hundred people to the site um we probably average it's not loads of traffic we probably average like 800 visitors a month at the moment so it's not like you know not talking giant numbers just yet but um you know i think i think we can get those up quite a lot so yeah that also members inviting their friends and just conversations i have with people i know from the kind of um london bootstrapper community so that's kind of it that's all it's taken so far um but i you know i'm aware that there's a lot of stuff i haven't even tried yet Mm-hmm. Um, i haven't really tried any paid acquisition um we i don't really have much like content like we don't, i want to start doing like uh, interviews with weekend club members um so you know there's there's a lot more more to try i think yeah
0: yeah, yeah. just just experimenting with things right uh, because uh, something works something don't so it doesn't like it's it's okay it's, i mean you get to learn a lot of things uh, by just doing things like yeah a b c d till X Z, z right so uh, okay i i think you like i would love to know like uh like talk to it about your sao thing right you said like the hop and the meetup.com like what happened mm-hmm. actually like because I, because I saw that uh like uh you had this weekend club in the uk now it it just redirects to i mean it, like your your community is shown in the first page so what happened
1: yeah it's quite funny so um um So Weekend Club has always ranked, it always ranked fairly well in the USA, for some reason, I think in some countries, but okay, in in Europe, there's a really famous nightclub called Weekend Club (laughs) in in Berlin, like, no, it's not even in London, it's in Berlin, but it's like, it's fairly, it's pretty famous. So when people are Googling Weekend Club, that's usually what they were looking for. Um, Because I originally came up with the name, like, kind of, it was just like on the spot when I was talking about it originally. And I didn't check. I just got the URL. I didn't really, you know, maybe it was silly of me, but I didn't actually check to see, like, how hard it would be. Um, And, um, yeah, so I was, probably three months ago, I was on page, like, 10 of Google, I think, or something like that, for when you search the words weekend club." So You'd search the exact name, and it was on page 10, which is obviously, you know, no one even goes to the bottom of the first page. So page 10, I was like, so I and I heard from people like I'd heard that that people had been looking for it and they couldn't find it. Like they literally were trying to find the website to sign up and they couldn't find it. So I was like, oh my God, I've got to figure this one out. Um so it kind of took a, a long time. Like, I've probably spent the last like I've probably like really been focusing on it for like four or five months. Um and the way the way I did it is quite simply. So on the um, you know, I do content. Um, I do monthly interviews on the like, Indie London website. Um, and so I would include a backlink on there, for example. Um, when I started to like post more about Weekend Club, like this started getting picked up by a few other blogs. So like um, uh, the Trends blog by Drew Riley, they did a, a Trends post on uh, paid communities. And that was a backlink. So that was really helpful, actually. That was one of the early ones, so shout out to him. Veed, um, Veed um, did a backlink to it. Um, but yeah, one thing I one thing I, I was suggested was to um add backlinks to like um event pages. So things like meetup.com, which obviously yeah. we have a, we have a meetup account for Indie London. Um and they also hop in. Do you know hop in the online events?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, they just raised some I mean, recently they raise a lot of money for online webinars and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's crazy because um Johnny, who is the CEO of that, he's actually like I met him from the indie London community. I haven't wow. actually seen him in a while. That's really know. interesting. He was like he was bootstrapping originally, and I, and he's raised this, like monster round. It's crazy. Like yeah. it's it's a really good. He's doing. It's it's such a good product. Like I really like using it. Um. So yeah, I'm really glad he did that. Um. But anyway, so yeah, I I posted. I started posting backlinks in the meetup pages and you know the event pages and stuff and the, and on hopping and um. So I the meetup one I posted like three months ago, but. It only got picked up like um, so. Okay, I use UberSuggest to look at like where my backlinks are coming from and like mm-hmm. SEO stuff. And it only it only recognized it like three days ago, and like in from that one backlink, it's now my number one backlink just from like thinking on on the Meetup page that I that I own. And it just sent it from like number. So at this point, point I was like um, on the first page, but I was at the bottom of the first page. But it took it from the bottom of the first page to number one just from that one link. So I, I do think, like you know, running events and backlinking through event pages is like a kind of—I I don't know if it's underrated, but I haven't really heard many people talk about it before. But it seems to me like it works really well for me. So you know, if you're what if you're watching or listening to this and you're looking for some like new SEO methods, maybe you should try it. Yeah, it's a hack. <laughs> That's the
0: hack, just Charlie just <laughs> found.
1: Out. No, I, I will actually. I should say that I didn't invent this. So I was told. I was told to do this by Sabba who runs Veed, who knows a lot about uh, SEO growth. So that's thank you. Okay. So I didn't. I didn't come up with this myself. But yeah, it works.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. That's that's very yeah. interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, okay i think uh, we're coming to an end uh, so uh, let's let's kind of uh, uh, like i want to know like uh, tell to tell t- like tell me uh, like what are the biggest like if you had done this today like what would you have done differently and what are the lessons that you have learned building this because you have a full time job and then you have this like it's i am sure it's very kind of like two kind of uh, it's difficult to manage both things right so how how are you doing it
1: yeah um i mean honestly like i think the fact that um it's like an event based business that we have some a, an event happening every saturday it like keeps me on my toes so like i'm always kind of working towards like a proper deadline which is i mean it's helpful for me anyway but um you know you just got to show up every day basically and you've got to like I've had to really just like prioritize things and there's ideas that I want to do. And I just realized like, I'm not going to be able to do them properly. So like, for example, um, a while back I wanted to do a podcast for, um, weekend club, like to talk to some of our members, but I just know I don't have time to actually like, maybe I have time to record it, but I don't have time to edit it and like market it. Mm-hmm. And so maybe I'll do that one day, but you know, just like, you know, just being like disciplined, ruthless prioritization, um has helped um, that's kind of uh, i think that's, that's that's probably it to be honest and frankly because of covid it's given me more time than yeah. i would have had to work on stuff um, so you know obviously it's like you know a terrible thing but like that's been one like small benefit for me it's given me a little bit more time to work on the projects and stuff um yeah yeah, so that's yeah it, really. i think
0: it uh, makes sense right like uh, try to being accountable uh by yourself uh, that I want to do this so I have this event coming on every Saturday so I'm sure like whatever I have I've spent every day like one hour each day to kind of uh, build something like kind of make something so that we have something to show on a Saturday uh, every Saturday uh, which is which is very good so uh, like are you working with someone else uh, or you are you are like independent and doing this whole thing by yourselves
1: yeah so um, I'm the I don't have a co-founder. So like, you know, it's it's just I only I'm, I'm responsible for Weekend Club, but I do have a, um, a friend, James McKinvin, um, who runs a podcast called The Marketing Mashup. and um, also have a podcast product size service called uh, Striko. So he helps me run sessions. So um, we kind of take it in turns. So like, I'll do two a month, he'll do two a month. Um, but yeah, he's great, he's, he, he runs them very well possibly best than i do um and yeah he's, he's just very helpful kind of sound
0: and i like i love i love what you're doing i'm like just keep it like i i'm 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 like very like i like uh, so there are two like there are like two communities right there is one who is which is kind of built by brands as a like uh, as to support their customers and then there is someone like you like uh, built a like individual person creating communities, which is also a very huge. Like uh, I've seen a lot of people just doing that, right? Uh, so you mentioned yeah. in the in, initial like conversation, Nest Labs, right? Uh, which is run by, and mm. uh, right. So she's an individual doing this by herself, like which is amazing, right? And I love like like it's 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 very inspiring to kind of learn about uh, the journey and uh, like why why they did what they did, right? Uh, so which yeah. is like super helpful and super awesome uh so uh Charlie like uh, uh what is that one community that you look up to and get inspired by and try to kind of implement those things I mean
1: if you could yeah, yeah um so there's there's some really good community like I've kind of taken inspiration from a bunch of communities I mean I mean the number one is probably just the indie hackers community even though it's like a public one um that like that kind of started me off in this this journey like yeah. There's a lot of people I met from there, and like ideas I got from that that like, you know, have just changed my life really. And I've applied to weekend clubs, so I think Indie Hackers is like number one. Um, I learned some. I learned some in- interesting things looking at a few like um, Nest Labs. is mm-hmm. interesting how they do things like. Um, and Laura does this thing called Mind Match, where she will introduce two people to like have a conversation. I thought that was a very interesting way of like, kind of starting to build because nestlab started as an audience from um, the maker mind newsletter i think Mm -hmm. Um, and that was an interesting way of like to take it from an audience to like a community where people kind of know each other and build relationships and so that got me thinking of like okay i wonder how i so i do that through um an app called donut so that automatically introduces people on on our Slack. slack so it's like it's slightly different but like you know it's like a similar kind of use case so i think that's one to um to look up to there's another one called a visualized value which is quite popular that's a slack Mm -hmm. as well um but um they do quite interesting like office hours like um it's like kind of general discussions but where you try and solve each other's problems and stuff um and we do do that kind of like loosely at weekend club but i think that's made me want to start like a more specific kind of um like event like that well not event but like you know an hour conversation every Week or two where we just kind of talk through each other's challenges and stuff. So, yeah, those, those are, I mean, a couple that spring to mind that, you know, I, I took some inspiration from recently.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, thanks a lot, uh, Charlie, for coming on the show. Uh, this amazing uh, to kind of hear your, your journey uh, building Weekend Club. Uh, for folks who want to learn uh, more about Weekend Club or you, uh, where can they find online?
1: yep um so to find out more about weekend club go to weekendclub.co or just google weekend club and it um should show up or follow me on twitter uh, twitter.com forward slash um yeah we do 30 day um free trials for on this join weekend club and yeah we have quite like thorough onboarding so like i'll make sure like you know i you you'll be fully briefed on like you know what to expect when you turn up but it's a very welcoming very fun community you people building some great stuff so yeah you're interested we love to have you
0: yeah if you are an indie hacker i'm sorry it's a meta right if you are if you are if you're creating something and you want to like meet other interesting people uh you know where to go it's uh, weekendclub.co or you can find uh, charlie on twitter so uh, yeah that's the I'm not the one